Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about cheese rolling, competitive tag, and we have part two of our interview with Mindy Gibbons-Klein from Giving 1%. Hello there and welcome to this episode of The Kindness Project. I'm joined by a girl who wants to roll herself down an hill and a boy, a man, a boy, a man. Is it a boy or a man? Is it a, a man? Legend. I don't know. Um, who wants <laughs> to go down the stairs on his bum? But he lives in a bungalow, so he can't. It's Charlotte. <laughs> <some it>? <laughs> and Charlotte. That's the highlight of my visit to your house, being able to bum down the stairs. Is it? <laughs> That's why I always shower while people are out. So that I don't look strange. You don't do naked though, do you, Raz? No, no, I'm not naked, no. <laughs> I give the neighbours a threat. If I run through your house and into the garden naked. Topless? No, not topless either. Oh, you disappoint me, Raz. I, 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 I was thinking of a new YouTube channel for you, Topless. Bum staring. What do you call it when you... I mean, topless bum staring might be an entirely different thing, but what do you call it when you go down the stairs on your bum? I don't know. What's that actually called? Is that my name? No. No. I don't think it has. Bumping or... Bumping Bumping sounds weird, but not going to call it that. Sorry, what did you call it, Charlotte? I don't know. I don't think it has a name. You just kind of... Make no. the noise as you go down. Bum bumping. <laughs> no. It's like yeah. being on it's like being on a non slippery slide, isn't it? It's just down, down, down. How many times have you gone down my stairs? And never go wee at the end though. <laughs> oh. I never go wee at the end though. <laughs> you should always go wee at the end. <laughs> um to clarify, I don't actually want to chuck myself down a hill. I'm just really interested in cheese rolling at the moment. There was an amazing documentary on Netflix about the cheese rolling championships. Yeah. And the people who win cheese rolling are maybe some of the most extreme people I've ever met. Yeah. They are into it in a big way. And well, you don't even win anything other than a wheel of cheese, which is wild. It's like, well, I could break does, my leg doing this. Nobody in their right mind's going to throw themselves down in here while for a bit of cheese if they ain't really into it, are they? Well, funny enough, my local Tesco's those cheese, so I don't need to see myself down there to, to do it. You know what I love about I also now need to go home. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be busy tonight because I'll be going home and going to Tesco's to buy cheese, but also drag cleaning my is stairs. That, is that... <laughs> <laughs> For well, some reason, Russ, really, I've been dry cleaning my stairs. No, what I really enjoyed is just as crazy. The Red Bull Soapbox Challenge. Love that. Oh. Love that. I reckon less people get hurt doing that, though. That is well. Mm. I reckon less people get hurt doing that, though. Would you ever go up the uh, stair bum bumping challenge? No. I'll tell you what I've really got into. Russ doesn't like to do it in public. 
I've, I've, I'm not naked. If the, I, I tell you, we're never gonna let him let it go. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I've really been into on my latest YouTube rabbit hole. And listeners, if you've got a latest YouTube rabbit hole, um, don't tell us because we're nearly our last ever podcast, and we're not be, not going to be able to share it even if you do. But um, I tell you what, my latest YouTube rabbit hole is that's quite interesting. Competitive tag. Have you seen that? No. Oh, yes. right. Just have a look, Russ, for um, World Championship Tag on YouTube. It is part parkour, part ads. Yeah. Part just like you look at these guys and go, I cannot you believe it. Really before, I think. Sorry? I think you mentioned it before. Amazing. And if we're mentioning Brilliant. weird sports that we've talked about before on the podcast, I highly recommend competitive juggling. Not competitive slapping. I yeah. say that on there once. Too violent for me. Some of that, but it doesn't appeal to me as much as competitive juggling. Watching someone chuck three pins up in the air just so they can dive another person to stop them from catching their own. I mean, I may do this at some point, so I hope nobody steals it when they hear about it in the podcast. I am going to do um, Grizz Dane's Playground Games as a charity event. I, I think when I've got a bit more time, I'm going to do Grizz Dane's Playground Games and, and like get a bunch of adults playing British Bulldog mm. and, and, and add and all that sort of stuff. I've talked about that for absolutely ages. So, would you ever... Charlotte Dames competitive juggling championship. Mm, I'd love to go and watch competitive juggling, but I'd never get involved in it because I just feel like I'd get hurt. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Rose? What do you want to go on? Well, I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, next YouTube channel, which you might see next week on YouTube, <laughs> they're bumping naked with Russ. You haven't got any stairs, Russ. Where are you going to bump naked? I'm just getting randomly pop around people's houses, so I know. Strip off. <laughs> and bump down their stairs naked. And I mean, then it'll be like a tour of Norfolk. <laughs> because randomly, most of the people I know now live in Norfolk. So I'm just going to randomly pop around their houses. How do you reckon they're going to feel about your bare bum? On their stairs. stairs. When they find out it'll be famous on YouTube, and you know that's gonna go viral. What bear bum, bear bum bumping down? You, you know, bear bum bumping is question. When you break into their house, or no. they let you in and leave you there, are you gonna are you gonna let them know that you can be bear bum bumping? No. So when what? I when I come visit at the beginning of December, remember, don't leave the house without me. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <clears throat> yeah, she's on YouTube with a bare bum bump. Mum would hate that. Would you recognise it, though? Would I recognise yes. it? I'd recognise you, wouldn't I? <laughs> I'd recognise you bare bum bumping down the <laughs> stairs. Russ, I'd definitely recognise it. I lived in that house most of my life. Would I recognise me as and me brother? <laughs> yes, I would. I wouldn't recognise your bum, but I'd recognise you 
we jiggling down these stairs at pace. God. And then going we at the end, despite there being no slide. No, we said he's never going that. we at the end. That's how it's different from the slide. <laughs> when I say going we, <laughs> I mean saying we. I'm glad this is ending, so. Ross, you love us really. Probably. I haven't asked in a while. Well, we there has been occasion where I thought, oh, they're quite nice, but <laughs> then, then I'm sure we'll go into conversation with you and I realise otherwise. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> on that note, shall we move on to another episode of Kindness News? So, uh, it's Kindness News Donut Edition. Um, these are from earlier in November. Free donuts from Krispy Kreme to mark World Kindness Day. A free donut has been offered in Reading to mark World Kindness Day. Could have let us know earlier, or else we would have had one. The Krispy Kreme kiosk in the Oracle will be giving away its original glazed donut ring uh, to in, in a bid to inspire acts of kindness. It's part of the firm's global efforts to inspire people to do good. A limited number of the treats are available to collect on Tuesday with no purchase necessary. Those willing to take part should visit the stand and ask for the World Kindness Day offer. Dave Skinner, Global Chief Brand Officer for Crispy Green, said World Kindness Day is an opportunity to make a positive, positive difference by being generous, from paying it forward to meaningfully connecting with each other. Simple gestures of caring and thanks, including sharing a street sweet treat, is a great way to do that. We hope giving away original glazed donuts will inspire millions of small acts of kindness. Those who collect the free ch- treats are asked to share how they share, share them by sharing the hashtag. There's a lot of shares in that. Hashtag Crispy Green. So um, now part of me wants to say cynical media ploy um, to promote the podcast. <laughs> However, I'm quite liking the idea of free donuts for people who are being kind. What do you guys think? I think donuts for donuts. Now, there's a sound bite for you. Yes. Oh, you know what? I don't know whether it's a good thing or bad. Or bad you wanted sound bites. You could have just... Donuts for donuts. Um, okay, fair enough. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to go nuts for our interview this week, which is with... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, well, sure, before I get on to the interview, what's your joke of the week going to be about this week, Charlotte? Stairs. I've started looking already. Stairs. Okay. Uh, we have got uh, our interview this week. We interviewed, we started to interview Mindy uh, Gibbons Klein last week about her new project, Giving 1%. Um, that isn't part of the interview. Now, we're here to talk specifically about your uh, 1% project. Tell us a bit about that. Okay, so the concept is called Giving 1%. I'm sure the link will be in the show notes. What happened was during the pandemic, um, I was running the book coaching business and also a publishing business, which I've since sold. But I was doing well. Um, I know a lot of people didn't do well. So I say this with the utmost care and and faults for people who didn't do well. The um, fact of the matter is a lot of people had 
more time on their hands. Either they were furloughed or they weren't commuting. A lot of people chose to do books and they chose to do it with my help, which was great. I mean, I, at that point, I've been running the business for 18 years and, you know, I have a great track record. So I just got on with it. And it was about a year in when I realized my my income has gone up, but I don't think my giving has kept up. So that was the phrase. So, but my giving, what is that? Standing orders as we have here in the UK. I'm learning all the terminology for different countries, but the fact of sending money automatically from your bank account to a charity every month. Um, I've always done it, but I didn't think that the levels were appropriate, but I didn't really know. I did a little calculation on my phone. Now, some of the listeners will have heard of tithing. Uh, the church and other religions talk about giving to charity, suggesting maybe 10% of your net income. Um, I didn't think I was at 10%, but I thought, I don't know, five, six, it wasn't. And it wasn't even one percent because my income had gone up and my giving had not kept up so for me that was a, a moment that was a defining moment to figure out what I wanted to do about that so I did something simple I, I raised my standing orders I set up a few more I picked a few more charities ones that meant something to me and yeah. I got the number up so but then I began talking to people about it and the overriding response was never thought about it and this is the thing, if you never think about something and you're not aware of it, you're not mindful of it, you cannot actually do anything about it. So just to stop and think and to help other people stop and think and calculate. So we developed, it took about a year, um, a website, and it, it did just launch this year in 2023, where it's just asking the question, do you know what your giving number is? Do you, Have you thought about it? Do you want to think about it? Do you want to know the number? Here's a little calculator. And anonymously, people can simply enter their net income, monthly income, and their monthly giving. Two yeah. little figures. And then they immediately get the number. Now, I've called it giving 1%. And I've had people say, oh, why are you suggesting 1%? That's very low, blah, blah, blah. It's a start. I'm not saying that that's you know where people should stop. But... Um, the other way we phrased it with somebody, and we're, we're still talking about this, is could you live on 99% of your net income? And it's sure. kind of a rhetorical question. Some people can't. Some people cannot make ends meet. They're living yeah. above their means. We're, I'm not talking to them. Yeah. But if I, if I may, I'll explain something else that happened during the pandemic and the subsequent economic crisis, so-called crisis. <clears throat> um, rational people panicked and they actually stopped standing orders going to charities now i personally don't act like that i, I don't you know have a knee-jerk reaction to many things but you know it seemed a bit sad that if they were nervous about something that they would stop sending 10 or 15 pounds to a charity I mean, does that really change your life you know is, is is that really what you should be cutting and then i have to stop myself being judgmental all i know is the charities need actual money. They have actual overheads. And, you know, we, we can say what we want about charities and how they manage their money. I say research the charities, but every single one needs real money. And when all of this started happening, they found it very, very, very hard to do their work. So I'll stop now. But that, that's one of the things that really drives me. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. So I, I've got a, I've got a 
couple of in my financial planning business i've got a couple of charity clients um and one of them is an amazing organization that we've worked with now for 10 years something like that called chicken shed fits company oh i know them very well i used to live right near there yeah exactly so chicken shed chicken shed we've worked with for a, yeah, a, over a decade they're brilliant yeah they, they, they had a real problem during covid because um because uh, because they couldn't get theatre revenue, they couldn't do shows, right? Couldn't deliver their services in the same way. But they used to have kids who wanted to, yeah. who were feeling lonely at home and wanted to engage, so they still wanted to do stuff. And funding significantly went down. Yeah. Now it, it, we had we had a we had an interesting experience because we do a body of work for them every year. We just gave them a, a, a huge discount in that particular year and said look because because you've worked with us for 10 years we we want to help so we're not like you we were we had a pretty stable 2020 from a financial perspective so we could afford to do that and we wanted to help and support um but yeah the lived experience of that charity was that money was tight money yeah. was tight and 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 actually everybody was looking at in that period of insecurity everybody was looking at it and going we don't know what's going to happen so we're going to stop the yeah. challenge you got is if you if you're checking your direct debits and you stop you may not restart without That's that right. of, of, of saying well actually I, I probably still need to con contribute again now thankfully if i take chicken jed as an example i had a conversation with the team there last week um uh, they're thriving now because they uh they uh interestingly they were on britain's got talent and that created loads of um right. yeah. loads of getting involved and their you know their their shows are amazing and they do yeah. um so so um so so thankfully they've come out of that however there are charities out there particularly the smaller ones who are relying on donations and are struggling in a big way so so yeah that's what it's really interesting when i look at your projects mm. i think about how aligned it is to your thoughtfulness element because it's it's about just being conscious it's not saying you must do this mm. it's about asking the question and saying you know what think about it yeah and I sometimes explain the Giving 1% project to people as um, thoughtful leadership in action or thoughtful giving um, yeah. because it's not usually top of mind. It's sometimes, you know, an afterthought. And there are some people who have never set up any regular giving to charities. And I am talking about individuals. You know, yeah. it's fantastic what, uh, really fantastic what you as an organization have done. but. You know, we have 68 million or so people in the UK, maybe, you know, 50 million of them, maybe 40 million, million of them are in a position where they could give. But, you know, what? how do they know how much to give? And, and you know, somebody approached me the other day from a charity and I listened to the spiel because I'm working in this space now. And at the end, very sheepishly, very mildly, she said, so do you think you could give three pounds a month? She was almost, you know, apologetic. 
And I said to her, sweetheart, I could probably give you 43 pounds a month. You know, where does that figure come from? And she was taken aback. That wasn't part of the script. And, and I explained the work that I was doing. She got excited, put me in touch with the senior leaders in the charity. And we're having a different discussion now. And I said to them, as respectfully as I could, don't suggest uh, the three pounds or some, you know, that's not appropriate. What's more appropriate is for people to understand what their 1% is or whatever they want to give and do it strategically and and they lit up and you know I met somebody at an event the other day and they were so grateful I said this is some for me this is a, a business-like way of looking at things and I realized that you know all my business experience has also led me to this place so yes I care but I also have real world business experience so you know watch this space because I might start doing more with charities myself I love it. I love it. And and you you're right because what I think what we underestimate when we ask for a patch figure is the is we forget that it's all relative, isn't it? You know, like three pounds for one person might be that one percent, whereas for somebody else it might be a tiny number. So it's that element of 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 um of of working out what yeah. the contribution might be and, and making sure that charities are funded in the right way. Talk to me a little bit about what you think the future of this project is, because it sounds like you've got big plans. I have big plans, but they're simple plans, Chris. All I would like to do, I mean, this would be ideal utopian future for me and the project, is for people to know their giving number and have arrived at it and made decisions based on that and yep. to, to give thoughtfully and, yep. and to just raise the consciousness of charitable giving generally. And this is not just a UK project, you know, because I have lived in the US and I have worked in 18 countries and there's scope to create a global awareness. I really feel, well, I'll get into my actual philosophy briefly, but I feel that individuals are the ones who create massive change. And even if you say, oh, you know, companies, they have, you know, deep pockets, yeah, but they're made up of individuals. Yeah. All my work and my whole career has been and continues to be with individuals. And the power of the individual is immense. And then this goes back to what I was saying, that most people don't realize it. They don't realize their potential. That It's all, it's all related. 100%. And as you say, you know, organizations have have power but it's individuals who make those ultimate decisions in those organizations Correct. so that so yeah. that they can they can do that yeah. so knowing your giving number super important it's really interesting and it, it's it's funny because I, I wrote about this in the book we interviewed a a, a couple from um uh, an organization based in new york funny enough called kindness.org Brilliant, brilliant over there. Um, uh, Jacqueline and Melissa. And this was probably, this must have been about three years ago. And their question to me was featured in the book because it really made me think. And their question was, um, what could you do to be 10% kinder? Mm -hmm. And you know what was, you know what was interesting for me? On, on on that one, Mindy. Just turning around and going, ten percent. How could I do that? Um, and it's it's something I've sort of uh, I've borrowed because every time I'm out talking about the book, we share that thing. And it's just as you say, it's going back to the thoughtfulness of 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 looking at that. Um, 
in terms of um, in terms of um, the story, because I love a good story. So tell me about the story that, and I, I'm after two really. I'm after a story that represents the impact of thoughtfulness and potentially kindness in the work you do, but also the, I suppose, the story about having a conversation about the charities, the, the impact that you're making in the one in the one percent project. But tell me a story about how the thoughtfulness and inspiring thoughtfulness is a powerful motivation so thank you for asking that question it is very new so although it took me a year to do the site has only been up for just over a month and i've probably not done enough promotion because i've been busy with a book project as you know and other things but even in the work that I've done, even in the approaches I've made and messages and posts, and I have managed to contact a few thousand people and a hundred have actually clicked the button to add their number. Loads more have done their calculation and not clicked the button and they've written to me. And the most rewarding thing that, that brought me to tears the other day was somebody saying, thank you, because I hadn't been thinking about this and I am capable of giving a whole lot more and it's just not been a focus and i i'm so grateful that you just brought this to my attention now the power of that story is it was such a simple thing i just said go to this website enter two figures you know do you want to know your giving number but it, it's part of a bigger thing as we've been but, talking but in, a, in, a, in a world where there's so much noise just somebody going like this is such a positive thing today which is why yeah. i love where can people find out a bit more about the project, the work you do, connect right. with you, ask your questions, send your emails? Um, so I think that you buy a pigeon, whatever they want to do. <laughs> um, I, I actually prefer seagulls to pigeons. <laughs> That's <laughs> another one. I love seagulls. If you get to know me, um, you know, just send me a picture of a seagull and you'll be my best friend forever. That's it. I know, I know that now. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, most people hate them. And, and the, anyway, um, giving1percent.com. So giving, number one, percent, the word, dot com. We'll put the um, link everywhere because that also has the link to my uh, speaker website. What I haven't yet done is found the right way to put giving1% into my speaker website. So the, the best way you can find, about, find out about me and the project is giving1percent.com. Yeah. Perfect. All right. We'll make sure we put that all over the show notes thank as well. You. Mindy, thank you for your time. So I've really loved interviewing you. Um, and uh, we are looking forward to sharing your project on the Kindness Project. See you thank soon. you so much, Chris. Thanks to you and the team. So that was part of the interview. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was really good. What it is, this is the end. And we are nearly, can I just say, at the end of the entire run, the entire six-year run, <laughs> end of an era, chaps. How are we feeling about it? It's getting close now. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword for me. Yeah. That's my carpet after yeah. you've been on it. I think yeah, it's my spare carpet. It's double-edged. Well, Whoa. yeah, right down the middle. Right. Forget about the carpet now. Sorry, are you gonna are you gonna buy me a new carpet on these stairs after you've bumped down it with your bare bum?
No, I'm not. I'm, I've been that car pit. I've been more valuable while I've bumped down it and put it on YouTube. Yeah, I've put it on YouTube. That's why I celebrate my mental. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I could invite, I could, I could pay people to come in the house and view the carpet, can't I? I could do, but if people wanted to bump their way down the stairs, if people wanted to bump their way down the stairs, I could charge a ten. Wouldn't you just? Yeah, you'd be on the tour of Raynham, famous houses. Your house would be right there, number I one. I get a blue plaque. Raz bumped <laughs> <laughs> I just stay up after we move. Yeah, that'll stay up. That'll stay up. Oh, I've always wanted a blue plaque. Yeah, I've took oh, right. uh, On that note, <laughs> Ross, you were talking about double edged swords. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it has to end somewhere. But yeah, it's been going a long while now. And. It was our little baby to begin with, just sort of five or six listeners to to what it become. Yeah. Um I've got mixed feelings. It it's really weird to me that like I can't even remember how old I was when we started this. Fourteen? Maybe younger? Yeah. Um probably fourteen. Because we started what, December, January? January, um, yeah. Yeah. We recorded a bit before that, but I can't remember when specifically. I think it was a little early, late, late, 13, 14. Uh, by the time the last episode goes out, I will be 20 years old. There you go. I'm feeling mixed. It feels like time. It does. However... I love what it's become in terms of just us getting together, being silly, chatting, having a laugh. Um, well, like like I've said previously, on the 300th episode, I don't think I'd have the relationship with Charlotte now that I do if, if we hadn't done this. Yeah, it's been brilliant. I've loved it. Um is the end, chaps. We've end. got a few more podcasts to go, so don't worry, listeners. Uh, we're not going anywhere yet, but we might get a bit melancholy when it gets a bit. We're going to get a bit melancholy. We're going to get a bit melancholy. Um, uh, so, on that note, let's cheer us up with Charlotte's joke of the week. Mm-hmm. The staircase, the stairway to success, is always under construction. But don't worry, you'll get there. Step by step. Is that a joke or a motivational quote? Do you want to try? Somewhere in between. I've I mean, got it's more. not bad as a motivational quote. Do you want to try again? Give us a... I don't feel amused, but I feel motivated. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel motivated and marginally entertained. So do you want to try a funny one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try, I'll try. I overheard two stairs talking about their love lives. One said, I can't find a perfect match, but I'm just looking for someone to step up. We're never doing stair jokes again. We no, are never like ever it. doing stair jokes. So stairs, stairs as a joke topic isn't one of our best. Mm. Uh, on that note, my friends, have a lovely remainder of what you're doing this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed this week's Kindness Project, and we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye.